Hello everyone and welcome to episode 111 of Two Left Thumbs, your source of weekly gaming news, deals and discourse. My name is Deft Puppies and joining me on the podcast this week, he may not be a doctor, but he's here to rescue us. Lupo to the rescue, man, how are you? I, I'm doing great after that intro. It feels like uh, <laughs> someone actually took took a little time to, uh, to, to throw in some flair, so I appreciate it. I'm doing good though, You're man. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> So um, what what have you, what have you been up to? Who are you know, actually you know, let's let's go back a bit. Who who are you? Like, what do you do? Um, so I I am uh, I guess like internet um like information <laughs> person. You know, like uh, always throwing in my my two or three cents uh, on video game topics of the of the latest and greatest. Um, I, I guess where I come from. So uh, I was formerly a mixer partner. So I spent uh, three years on Mixer, basically from the time it started till the time it ended, uh, one full year as a partner. Um, and since then, I've uh, I've been streaming on Facebook and Twitch, uh, Facebook as a partner as well. So uh, partner content creator, uh, podcast host, and uh, general, you know, player of games. Yeah. So you um you do a bit of writing as well, don't you? For um yeah yeah. For, for Mule, is it Mule, it, Mule I write for uh yeah mulehorngaming.com like um I I cover I cover a lot of like loot games and uh service games it's just like the games I enjoy most um and for me as a content creator I always enjoy like seeing news as opposed to like guides builds and stuff like that so that's why I like to provide news because I feel like I ingest a lot and then can digest uh you know and spit it out as fast as it comes in right right um so how long have you been doing the the writing for um since e3 2019 that's really what kind of got me interested like i was uh just kind of taking things in and uh i saw the i saw the trailer for actually pso2 is what got me into like writing about it because it was like such a such a huge thing for pso2 to finally come to america from japan like after being lot as a live service for you know, eight it'd, it'd years be, at that point you know yeah, like it's like forever and like people are waiting for it to come to america so like it was something that really excited me because i was talking about it with like a lot of friends at the time like i i want i want this sci-fi mmo to like come out that has like really good combat and the graphics look good and you know what maybe crossplay would be cool and like literally the trailer was like hitting all those things like <laughs> wait like someone's like listening to me while i sleep like ticking every box and it's like you know sure enough like pso2 is coming to the west in 2020 uh you know 2020 and it was a it was a really exciting time and like i was you know what i i think i'm just gonna do this because you do like as a content creator you try to find like your main medium you know and for a lot of us it's streaming because like not to sound offensive or dumb things down or like ruin our craft but streaming it like in relation to everything else is easy yeah, uh it does, you're not you're not editing videos you know like youtube is hard man like i've tried to do that like making a video and scripting and all those sorts of things is is hard comparatively to just hitting the live button and kind of just winging it as you go you know like yeah, i understand um... some people some people make more of it than what it is but you know like to just hit the live and and start it's it's relatively easy yeah um, i've been looking at i've been looking down the barrel of youtube for a couple of weeks now i'm just like I, I don't mind editing. I don't. I, I enjoy it a little bit. Um, and again, with um, the podcasting um, being kind of more my main medium now, 
um kind of looking at youtube I'm like, eh, maybe and like the, the whole process behind everything is fucking daunting like even just like weirdly enough streaming on youtube is harder than streaming everywhere else because you have to i think you have to do it with facebook as well um yes. you have to have the thumbnail up ready to go beforehand which um, requires pre-planning which i don't like <laughs> that was my favorite part about like doing the facebook thing like i love making thumbnails like and 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 having things ready like it's 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 basically like you know your stream on any platform you kind of just seeing like a static image of like the stream like a thumbnail you have this really nice thing that you set up beforehand you say okay i'm going to stream this game today we're going to make a really cool thing you know maybe have me as a character playing the game you know like yeah. so it, it it was it was it was fun and like nice to do those types of things but i i get it it's more work you know and work. with youtube i think with youtube like you said like streaming on youtube is hard and i agree 100% cuz streaming on facebook was almost the same thing where if you can do static content on YouTube and or Facebook, you your live stream is then supplementing that content, you know, and then basically you have this constant stream of things always going on. So whether you're live or not live, you you have something up to upload or offer to your viewership every single day, you know, and that's a lot of work, especially as someone like you and yeah. myself who work like 40 hours a week or more at times, you know, it's, it's tough. It's hard, you know? So like, that's why we just say, you know what? I get off work at whatever time I'm going to stream till whatever time I have to go to bed. And then, I'll, you know, we'll start the day over again and see what happens it's tomorrow. Just, just, just roll up. I don't know what I feel. I think, I think my biggest problem, especially with like planning stuff is half the time. Like most of the time I know what I want to play, but other times I'll sit down and I'll be like, you know what? I don't want to play that today. I'd like that my mind will totally change. I was like, yeah. and that's the beauty of it. He's like, oh, yeah, we'll do this game now. Or even changing halfway through is always good as well. Um, talk to me about Facebook um, a little bit because it's not something I, I know a few people there. There's yourself and a few other friends that I know that are kind of over there. Are you still over there fairly often or? Not as often as I used to be. So uh, it's not really a secret that when mixer decided to close its doors uh in june last year um they offered they offered contracts to the partners and they said basically if you stream your specified time which was 20 hours a month uh for yeah. three straight months we'll 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 pay you to, uh to $2,500 and i was like okay like i i don't have a home i, I don't feel like Twitch is a place for me right now because it's extremely saturated it's hard to to start from the bottom there um, so I just felt like Facebook was a great opportunity. You have literally 2.5 billion users on the platform. And at any given moment, any one of those 2.5 billion users can see your stream, you know? So that's, that yeah. was the appeal for me initially. And for those first three months, things were great. Um, I had actually changed jobs at that point and, uh, cause I actually wasn't working at the time I was on furlough and, then I got to the point where, you know, money was going to run out because they were, you know, paying us extra money through the government during that whole quarantine period. And that was going to run. out. I was like, you know what? My my job's not calling me back. I got to I got to do something now. So I ended up changing jobs in that time period. And the job I have now just requires me to be more present, um, think more, uh, get there on time, um, wake up early. So it's all things that like I, I know that I have to do. And it was a really, really great career change for me at the time. Uh, but negatively impacted streaming. So in November, because like up to that point, I was streaming both. I was doing Twitch, doing YouTube, just um, I'm sorry, doing Facebook, just as much as I could. You know, do a couple days during the week, a couple days during the weekend, and it just became too much. I was, you know, not sleeping enough. Um, I saw like my 
my health, like my health didn't like decline where like I felt shitty. I just like I didn't want to force myself to stay up all night to to you know get the yeah, hours and then I needed kind to. Of starts to set in and he's like and then it kind of just starts really lowering your drive. And he's like, I just I'd like you like you go down to set up. Like I I have this all the time too, where I'm like, all right, go down to a stream and I'll just kind of sit there and I'm just like, I don't. I don't have the energy to like get on there and be like I could I could go for like maybe an hour but I don't like you feel like that's not worth the time to put in like you'd want to be going for a couple of hours like there's still that kind yeah. of my, I still have that mindset where you know if I'm going to be on I'm going to be on for at least two or three hours just to kind of make the most make the most of it and get a good session in but if it's like I, I only really have an energy for an hour like you thought what's what's the point you just, what's like, the point yeah take the night off yeah and that's that's where it got instead. to like in November, I was like, you know what? I can't do both. I'm just going to commit to doing uh, Facebook. We'll do it on the weekends. And that's when everything changed. So, uh, you know, they, they had a really great system of like the way your content gets shared and spread out to different uh, different sources. And uh, basically what happened is they started decreasing the reach. I don't know if it was a, an intentional thing, an unintentional thing. Just the way that the algorithm started working is that it actually started working against us. And, you know, when I like on a Saturday, I'd have a live stream, I'd get like 9,000 views on a video. It went down to like a hundred. I was like, what's going on here? Oh, wow. And then that that's persisted. That, drop. Yeah. 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 So that persisted like through all of December and then into January. And I was just like, you know what? As much as I didn't feel like I had a place on Twitch, like there's people that are asking me like, why haven't you streamed? And it's like, I, I am streaming. I'm just not streaming at the place where everybody else is. So that's what prompted the change to try to check out twitch and since going back to twitch like it's been substantially more consistent with old community members coming back and people coming to the streams every every weekend so i've just subbed out that time and said you know what it's just it's just not worth it like i felt like having that partnership which is such a huge thing and the benefits didn't outweigh the time put in at that point i, I just needed to needed to do something different yeah, that's that's fair. Um, I've, I've, do you know if that was with um other creators as well, or you or you haven't spoken to top them to bottom, top, top to bottom? Because because wow. at first like they kind of isolated us as as former mixer partners. They didn't put us into like Gen Pop with the with the <laughs> the partnered uh, Facebook stream. It's it's really funny because like so Mixer had a Discord for all of the partners. Yeah. So we had all of the partners, like all two thousand partners, in one Discord that we could talk about collaborating or whatever like that. You can kind of bounce ideas off of, which eventually they got rid of. But Facebook didn't do that for us. They started with they started with um, bringing in Facebook people into the Mixer Discord, answering our questions, and then they started a Facebook group where we can kind of hang out and and talk in, you know. Uh, and there was you know maybe a couple hundred people. Like start since the start of the year, they've started adding in the other known partners, like, you know, hundred thousand followers and, and more, uh, in this discord, you know, so people I can recognize that are like faces of the platform, you know, like audio freak and, and stuff like that. And Syph was in there and like, they're all having the same problems as the people that just came over. So people that have been on the platform for two, three years are having the same issue with reach. Like some of them, not to the extent that we are like to the extent that I was, but equally enough for them to notice like, Hey, something's wrong. You know, and they just really haven't been able to give us a, a solid reason as to why these things are happening. Interesting, yeah, because I have noticed a lot more like people that originally went with Facebook um, from the Mixer transition um, have been coming back to Twitch in the last couple of months. So that probably explains a lot of why. Yeah, like that for me, like 
that was the biggest draw for Facebook. Um, even up until that point, I took Facebook off my phone. Like I, oh, I had an account, but I didn't really like log into it or or check it just because I don't want to associate with most people that associate with Facebook like primarily. Um, but it, I thought it was a really great opportunity, you know, and and a way to get my content out there to other people that had never seen it. Like you know, if I was going to start at the bottom somewhere, like at least have the benefit of a partnership and you know the algorithm to work in my favor. And yeah, just if, if that's not gonna if that's not gonna off, work, yeah. If that's not gonna work, what's the point? Yeah, exactly. I mean, sounded like a pretty good deal. I was I I, I was looking at the like the the what they were kind of offering when when Mixer kind of shut down because I I'd, I'd left. I left Mixer the day before Mixer shut down. I was like, there was a whole um, they had those um, uh, staff treating people like shit, and all that um, that news came out. I was like, oh fuck this, I'm out and going back to Twitch. And then the next day, um, Mixer shut down. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I shut Mixer down. <laughs> it's all me. What What's crazy is that like, there like things were on Mixer were kind of going downhill, just like as a a quality standpoint. I had started having a lot of issues, like quality wise, like couldn't get crisp streams and everything like that. And I was always trying to test things on my end. And then um, the last, the day before the announcement went through, like that's when things started improving, like having really great quality streams, having, uh, you know, really active, engaging chat. And I was like, oh man, things are really going to turn turn around. And then the, the next day was, you know, when they dropped the bomb, I was like, oh, this <laughs> no. is awful. So that, that actually, that, that day was the last time I streamed on Mixer. It yeah. was like a hey, I'm gonna stream on both. So I streamed on Mixer and Twitch at the same time that day, and almost had equally as many on both sides. I was like, you know what, this this is a sign right here. I am that's it. I'm done. I'm just gonna move on and just yeah. close this chapter now. Yeah, that's um fairly reasonable assumption, um, especially when it comes to like staying flexible with content. Because you know, if you if you just stay stagnant in the one place, you can kind of really fuck yourself over and. Which is where I think a lot of people are now. So like you, you have even people trying out, um, you know, a new a new platform goes live, I think, tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, Glamesh. So Glamesh. Yeah. Glamesh yeah, yeah. Oh, and actually, you know what? Before we get too far off of it, Facebook has the worst latency of any streaming platform. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I think it. I think at some point they were at 30 or 40 seconds. Oh, my and God. And this is after like Twitch has come down to like five to six. And even YouTube is down to like eight. Or less at times, you know, so from being on Mixer, where I literally had less than one second, you know, oh, stream so the chat good, delay. Wasn't it? It, was uh, it was fantastic. Like, it's like I'm having a real conversation with people, you know, and yeah. then Facebook, it's like you're talking to people and you're waiting for responses. So you're not playing the game. You know, it's, it's you're waiting <laughs> for the shoe to drop, you know, and it's just not happening. Yeah, I remember I did a um before um when I was still constantly streaming on Mixer, there was um I, had to, I went over and did a charity stream on Twitch with uh, Dads of Destiny. And like the, the immediate swap there was like a 20 second delay and i'm like it, it yeah. took like the whole night i was like i think by the end of it i was kind of getting used to it, but it totally totally threw me out um which is what's interesting about glamesh is they're promising like sub second latency which is interesting to check out i think it, it looks very very mixer-ish um in yes. a way it's built it's very heavily inspired by that but um i think i'm probably going to have a look at it for a couple of streams not to not to like commit over there just to kind of see how it works and what it's all about and go from there yeah like i i i love the idea of it but like someone as like myself where i'm i'm pulling myself away from like content creation as a whole especially like in the live streaming sense 
Yeah. Um, like static content just become easier. And that's why I started like doing more writing because I felt like that would be easier for me to s sustain if I couldn't physically be in front of a camera all the time, you know, so you can, I can write at work on my lunch breaks and stuff like that. I can write when, you know, I'm hanging out with my kid, you know, if he's just watching a TV show or something like that, you can't, you can't live stream when you're committed to those, uh, those other things. So static content, uh, was going to, going to be the way to, to supplement, like still have a foot in the content creation world but not have to be live all the time, you know? And I just, yeah, I, I don't know if I can commit to another platform, especially one to upstart like that. It's tough. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think I'll be committed to, but I just want to suss it out and see what tech they're using, how it's all working, get a feel for how the platform's actually working. If it's going to be worth doing, but I don't think I'll be switching to it anytime soon. Um, I don't think I have it in me to do another startup personally. I'd like after mixer, I'm just like, no, nah, I can't, I can't like bring myself to go through all that again. So it might yeah. be a case of maybe check it out for a while, but I don't think it'll be a permanent, permanent thing at all for me. No. And I mean, like, that was like my thing as a, as a partner, you know, like I wanted to give other partners that had full-time jobs, but the passion to become a partner, uh, a way to something to look at, say, Hey, this other guy, you know, he, he is a person that works 40 hours a week. Uh, you know, raises a family and everything like that. And he became a partner. That's something I could do. So at least if I could help lead the next generation of streamer to pursue their goals, despite what is holding them back in real life, you know, I, I always felt great about doing that. Um, and that's what I wanted to bring over to Facebook. And it just feels like Facebook was just working against me in those regards. Like Facebook worked better as you streamed more. And that's just not the greatest way to look at content, honestly. Like, no. Like uptime isn't always money, you know, like sometimes working on things on the back end is better than being being live, you know, and, and I, I think that's a lot of what people make mistakes about is they think they always have to be live, always have to grind, you know, and, and I hate I hate the mentality because two hours working on your stream might be more productive for you than actually being live for, you know, four to six hours. You know, it's it's crazy that the time on the back end and how integral it is to uh your quality and your stream in general and people don't realize it no it's um i think i think it's it's changing slowly like the grind is less i think especially with when, when twitch was younger um and that was kind of the way forward and because it was such a new kind of medium and platform it became like the ancient fucking text of grind and you will get places but it's not the yeah. case anymore because the platform and the medium have evolved so much where branching out and doing as many different things as possible and getting yourself kind of everywhere in different spots in different types of content you know like static content live content uh written content as well um yep is is the better way to go because you're you're putting out because if one thing takes off you can start following that and then kind of supplement it with the other things as well, giving you more of a rounded kind of content base to have. So you're not relying on just this one thing. And then when that falls through, you're kind of stuffed. Yeah. I think people are, are, and myself included are discounting short form as well, because, uh, TikTok and, and like this even goes back to vine, like vine, vine made people millions of dollars, you know, and like it kind of just went to on the wayside. And now TikTok exists. And you know, you have YouTube stories and, and Instagram stories and all those sorts of things like that is extremely successful means of content if you know how to like do it right. And people are are not utilizing it the way they could. And like I said, myself included, I just don't I don't have the time to really like, make that content. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it does yeah. really well, because it's so easily to, it's so easy to digest. 
Yeah, I've been um, I've been looking at YouTube Shorts because I, I mean I have I have this and I have like the the YouTube channel for the the, the podcast as well. Um, so I've been looking at I, I've, at the moment I'm just kind of uploading kind of clips from the show, um, slightly edited to kind of see just to feel out how how it all works and and see what the metrics are like. Um, but I'm actually that's when I was looking at YouTube earlier. This is what I'm looking at is that shorter form content. I'm just trying to figure out the best way to approach it to make it worthwhile because you know making yep. a minute long video isn't difficult once you get into a rhythm. Yes. Um, so if you know what you're doing, you can you can figure out where to go from there. I think it'd be quite worthwhile and it's a good way to kind of start boosting other things as well. A hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. So, um, let's move on a little bit. Um, what have you been? What have you? What are you playing recently? Uh playing. I I I play Destiny. Like, I I don't think I've ever not played Destiny in a week. It's it's been it's been a long <laughs> time. And and as much as like, there are times where I would love to like step away from it. Like, it's the only game that te- like like checks off as many boxes as it does like it's a sci-fi game i love sci-fi games it's a game where i could play multiplayer and not have to be competitive um you know so you can get six people in activity it's it's a great social thing um i i love the way the guns feel uh i love the aesthetic i love the alien races about it it's like there's so many great things about destiny that like just keeps bringing me back to it and the fact that like they're in an okay place and i wouldn't say great but an okay place with delivering content pretty consistently um quality you know is really up to the the end user but you know the fact that they can give us a new season's worth of stuff every three or four months is is pretty fantastic and and like i could just live off of that for now um but i have been playing other things like i play a lot of genshin impact that's like one of the games i've been playing a lot since it came out in september um I just I hate like the gotcha aspects about it. Like if you've yeah, ever that's... played like a like a really greasy mobile game, like <laughs> that's what it is. Like they just try to they just try to like pinch all of the pennies out of you to like, oh you can have this, but you gotta like put some money into it, you know. And you can play the game one hundred percent for free, but they oh, give they show you the glimpses. They show oh. you the glimpses of like what you can get for what like the things you pay for. And uh, it makes you want to spend more money on it, and I I don't want to go down that go down that road again. Yeah, no, it's um, it's a, it's a, it's a very slippery slope. Um, that one. I, I've I've looked at Kenshi. I think like the gotcha mechanics. Not personally a huge super anime fan, but the gameplay kind of looked interesting. But like that that the gotcha mechanics. Like I don't want to like I don't want to touch it because I don't really because I'm not free to play, but. I feel like I don't really want to support that kind of monetization in a game because it just yeah. it sets a precedent for everybody else, and then we end up with Battlefront again. And <laughs> we, I, no, I I can't bring myself to do it at all. Yeah, because like the combat's fun and it looks really pretty, and the story is actually very good. Um, but I I just don't want to have to like it, you really feel punished for not logging in every day, and I. I can't do that with more than one game now. You know, like Destiny, like I, I log in a couple times a week and I feel good about it. This, like, if you're not logging in every day, you're losing money. You're, you're, oh, and wow. it's not like it's not like you're physically losing money, but you're losing potential money. So basically, the way the system works is you're like you can put in cash for the credits, or you can log in every day and earn some things for the credits. So you know, if you're not logging in, that's basically like losing money. 
Wow. That's so if you're not logging in every day to do like your daily tasks, you're losing, you're losing potential money, you know, which is, it's frustrating. And I, and I, I can understand why people play it. Like I see people play multiple accounts. It's like, why, how? What? <laughs> like, wow. Why would you yeah. do that? I mean, one, why would you have, the, how would you have the time for that? I mean, if, if the game is that much of a commitment on a single account, having multiples, like, yes. what, what, what would be the reason for a multiple account though? Is there any advantages to it? Well, what people were doing is that like they were they're calling it re-rolling. So you get to a certain point in the game where you get X amount of X amount of gotcha pulls, more or less. Right. So if you get to like level seven, you get a, a bunch of like gotcha pulls. So like the way people were doing it is that like they get to level seven, get all these gotcha pulls, and hope to get like a top tier character out of it. And if they didn't, they'd start a new they'd start a new count over again. So that's how the they, like the people are doing that over and over and over again. So then oh if they got bored or got finished with what you can do, because you can only if you're playing for free, you can only do a certain amount of things per day because you have like a stamina type system. Right. That only allows you to do because that's the way that's the way a mobile game is. You know, you like you remember, like Candy Crush only lets you do so many so many moves without uh, putting money into it. So this is exactly the same thing. So if people were loving the game that much, you can do it. But like, you can't transfer items between accounts. You can't trade between players. So it's just kind of hope, hope for the good shit on one account and then play it through from there. Yep. That's so that's like when oh you God. see people talk about re-rolling their account. That's exactly what they were doing. Oh, wow. Um. So the other thing we we both have been playing, and part of the reason, only part of the reason I got you on the cast, is um the Outriders demo. Yep. How are you um? Yeah. So how, like, how are you feeling about it? I feel I feel pretty good. Like when I saw I saw Outriders for the first time at E3 2019, and it, like instantly like this is this is it. This is what I want to play. This is this not like this is the game I'm going to play forever because they kind of very early on let us know that it wasn't going to be like a live service game where you'd be, you know, waiting for new things to happen. It's, it's a complete experience. It's an RPG that is co-op that has loot. So it's, it's more like borderlands or Diablo than it is like destiny or division or something like that. Um, I love like the gritty sci-fi aesthetic about it. Like just even from like the initial trailer reveal, you know, two years ago, um, you know, fast forward a couple of years and, you know, finally getting it in our hands. There's definitely there's definitely things that I love about it. And there's definitely things that I want to take a step back and say, you know what? Maybe I want to wait, but I, I, I'm I'm all in. I, I pre-ordered, I think, in August or something like that. Oh, so wow. you're fully committed already. I like it. Yeah. Um, so how many hours have you gotten the, the demo so far? Uh, I had 15 Roughly. hours, 15, all right, 15 so hours. So since, yeah. so since Friday, like I didn't. I didn't play too much today. Uh, only played a little bit yesterday, and played did only play like maybe an hour or two. But I, I played all the classes at least. I played all the classes through the every single story, bit of story content that you can play in the game, which is literally only about three hours. Like you can you can do everything on one yeah, character in about three short. hours. But uh, I feel like every class is unique enough to feel different. Um, I would like to see more differences between all the weapons, though. Like, I, I feel like yeah, the, the weapons, weapons were kind of like I, I thought it, the weapons just became things I used while I waited for my abilities to cool down. At, to at cool some down. Point. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I like in fairness, I didn't get any legendaries in that time. Like, you know, I I know people were playing for like hours and hours and hours. Like, there was basically like one mission where you could kill the the one major in the thing or the one elite. And then get killed by the mobs and then start over and then just grind that out, keep grinding out for that legendary drop. And people were doing that for like hours and hours on end. 
Yeah, I saw some of the legendary loot. It looks really interesting. Like, I think it was a uh, one I saw was a uh, the double pistols. Mm -hmm. Um, and they've got some like they've got some really unique ways that they're going to be working in with classes and stuff there, which I think is really cool. Like, there's that there's, everything kind of ties in together and blends, um, depending obviously on your playstyle, but it still looks really really cool as well. Yeah, yeah. I like I I think everything like looked really really great and. The initial impressions that people were giving, you know, once we started seeing more footage, was that it looked very generic, and I and I I I have trouble seeing that. Like, if you want to say that the game plays generic, you know, it's a cover, it's a cover shooter with abilities, like okay, but I don't think the aesthetic of the game is is generic. I don't think the story of the game is is generic. It it it, it feels like when I played it, it felt as close to the Destiny beta as I've been with a game in a long time. Yeah, you know, the that, first yeah. time. The first time I played the Destiny beta, like you, you have a really small sample size of what you could do, but there's enough story that you say, okay, I want to know why I'm doing these things. I want to, I want to explore this world more, and that's exactly how I felt about Outriders. It maybe, it maybe want to go try the other classes. You know, I, I, I had to test out both, uh, both voice actors. You know, the the, the male and the female the male voice actor. Yep. Kind of see was like both of them weren't bad actually. They were pretty. No, good. I, I actually like. I think the female like, it's. The, I think the female was better in the high points and the male was better at the low points. Like, that's just like my take on the whole thing. Like when, when, when they got more animated, the female was a little bit better, but like in like the general regular talking, I think the male was better. Right. Okay. Um, but I think, I think a lot of people are, are taking the wrong approach to this. Cause you know, when you have a game that has loot and multiplayer and abilities, people automatically start talking about, Will this be the game that replaces Destiny? You know, and it, it, it's come up every single time. You know, we, we we talk a lot about Anthem, and I think that's where you and I uh, really started talking was 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 with Anthem, and you know, and yeah. that kind of went south. As much as I I, I had five five hundred hours in Anthem, I loved oh, wow. every minute you, um, of that game. I I had about I had about seventy. Um, I I I did love it, but I got to kind of like that end game grind. I was like, this and is you're like, this, what what do I do now? What am I doing? Yeah, where, where where do I go from here? Um, but honestly, I'm getting some anthem vibes from this as well, mostly in the kind of the aesthetic, a little bit, not so much with like the grand vistas and stuff, but like the basic of um aesthetic, um especially with the um the social hub not social hub but the yep. main hub um you kind of get those tarsus vibes from that because it's like all these interweaving pathways and you're kind of kicking around and it just kind of feels like this really weird mix of anthem destiny and gears of war yeah yeah and like, i get i get judgment. a lot of uh i get i get some yeah they, it was the same people that did judgment and you can you can see that like very oh, clear yeah. as day that this is a, the, this is a studio movement. that did gears yeah um, I feel it's not as clunky as Gears was though. Like it's definitely like f more fluid than than Gears. Um, but I I get Mass Effect vibes like from a lot of the really? different classes. Like there's yeah oh yeah like there's so some I've, I've so never, I've never played Mass Effect. Oh well, you're know, in for a treat. I'm, like I'm look, I'm looking at I'm looking at the remaster at the moment. Going do I pull the trigger on this? Because <laughs> I don't. Know I would say I, I would to. say like watch watch somebody play it, and if like you really say like you know what this is something I want to try, uh then then check it out like. Mass Effect is my my favorite game series ever. Uh, it is. I, I hate I hate talking definitives, but it's I would say it's probably the single greatest uh, sci-fi RPG that exists. I could say I could say that pretty confidently. Um, and pretty so many things, praise. so many things about Outriders reminds me of Mass Effect. And that's why I love it so much. So like, 
I picked the Devastator because it reminded me a lot of my favorite um, main character class in uh, in Mass Effect, the the Vanguard, which is like your you have your biotic powers, which is like you're manipulating um, you're manipulating mass, and you're able to charge through the air and hit people and throw around this like wave of negative like dark matter energy and those things reminded me a lot of like the devastator like this it was literally looked exactly the same like the way that his uh earthquake worked and the gravity leap and i i saw that the first time i was like this is the same thing i want to play this now i've been waiting a long time <laughs> so it yeah, felt good to on. finally like get it in my hands and and do that i was on i was I, as, as always i was naturally drawn to the devastator first because i always the same, same movie anthem i always go for the tank i always want to be in there in the action just messing shit up um so i did that first um and it was a lot of fun i was looking at the um the up the upgrade tree that you get yep. and there's some really interesting like like just looking through them, oh this would work and this would be a really cool build um i wonder if you'll be it'll be one of those things where you can only can choose because it's like a kind of a finite story if you like, only get to a certain level you only choose certain paths or if you'll be able to eventually fill out that entire tree i i think it's going to be similar to like how borderlands is i don't know if you ever played like one of the borderlands games but like they have three very like especially like the most recent one you have three very distinct um skill trees you know and you could basically fill one entire thing and kind of hit the other ones this is going to be a little bit different because of how the paths work so you have to kind of connect all the dots so you can't really but like there is like intersecting in the middle so like they run they run parallel you know like the the three yeah. skill trees they run parallel with each other but they do have like intersecting paths in between to get back to the other paths so it, it's going to be interesting to see like how how the skill trees shake out when when it's all said and done. But I do think we'll probably be able to get to one whole one whole skill tree, or w at least get to like that end that you know the end that does like the extra bonuses, you know, like, and then get some other things in between to really maximize the build. But like, I did the same thing. Look at looking at every single one. Like how how am I going to like they they give you two skill points. And I had to wait till I was done with everything before I even invested those skill points because I didn't know where I would want them to go because everything carries over, you know. But yeah, not like, not like that really matters because you can just reset anything. It's, there's no there's no cost to reset everything and and respec your entire skill tree. I think I so. think what was I think what was really good also on resetting and newer characters that you can skip that opening scene. Um, yeah, because I was like, I, I went to like, I played Devastator through. I'd done most everything there. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll I'll try the Pyromancer so like, because you know, fire is always fucking fun. And I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to play the opening mission again and go through the cutscenes and the loading scenes. And I'm like, oh, I just don't want to. And it came up. I'm like, fine, I'll, I'll I'll do it. And it came up. You want to skip to this part? I'm like, yes, please. Um, which I think is fantastic. Uh, do we know how many? If is if there's a maximum on the characters you can create, or can you just keep? You I have mean, you six total. Six total. All right. Yeah, so th that was actually available in the game. So you can make six total, like in the demo right now, and then carry every single one of them forward. So like. The way I saw it is that if you have your one favorite main class, you can make multiple of your favorite main class and then run the other ones, you know? So, like, I was like, I'm going to build three Devastators and then <laughs> the other three. <laughs> so you've played, you've played all four of the, all four of the yeah. classes. Um, let's, let's go through them. Let's start with the trick style. Tell me about the trick style, um, how it works. So the, the trickster is like a manipulator of space and time you know so you have your your main ability is the is the temporal slice which 
I don't even know what it was actually doing. Like it was just obliterating things. So you can just come up to them. You do this temporal slice that basically like slows them down and then they just explode. So like that was pretty cool. And then you have like a slowing field ability. Um, I forget. Oh, then the teleport. You can actually teleport behind people. So then you can like teleport behind them, launch the slow field, slice them with the temporal. It was crazy. Like the, the stuff you could do with it. And it just really, really worked well together. It had like really good mobility, the the trickster. So, uh, but it was it was my least favorite. It, trickster really? was actually I, my I, least I, favorite. I, I see. I seem to see a lot of people like really, really going for the trickster. Like especially online. Stuff. It's like, the prototype rogue. Like people <laughs> love like the rogue class because it's it's like the bad boy of D and D. You know, like. People don't want to play the tank because you're so relied on. People want to be the rogue because it's just like you can do whatever you want. That's like, I mean, that's definition of rogue, you know? Just give me the give me the freedom to do whatever you guys are going to do. No, yes, I'm, I'm and, and that's that's thing. the way that the trickster was. Like the trickster, you can, you know, have the freedom of, of just going out and, and doing whatever you need to do. And then you can kind of build your class however you want to do. You know, are you going to go in, use your abilities? Because it, it does have a rewind ability, but I don't think that they, we got that in the demo. Um, so if you, you like, down, yeah, yeah. So you can teleport in, use your slice or your slow field, use that ability to back all the way out to where you started and then, you know, snipe if you want to, you know, so it, it's, there's a lot of build diversity when it all is said and done. Um, yeah, it's, um, I, I saw a few play people playing as the, as the trickster, um, looked like a lot of fun. The, the, the slow field confused the shit out of me the first time I saw it. There's still this black blue field going, wait, is this me? Is this them? Is this the enemies? I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I had the same problem because I was playing with someone who is the trickster and I was using the devastator, which has the, the, the bullet ability, like where you can like catch the bullets and send them back at people. Yeah, so like here fun. I am like going to try to like go in and tank and take the bullets. And then my friend goes up to the slow field. It's like, I can't take the bullets because you slowed them all down. <laughs> so uh you know you, you got to think about like the builds and stuff like that and team comp it's it's cool like i i enjoy some oh, yeah. of that yeah it's um it's good all that works so let's, let's talk about the devastator because we, we both played that and that's that's a lot of fun it's the yeah, tank character um you smash the ground you basically move the earth to mess people yep. up um the the slow the slow bullet ability was a lot of fun um just like no i'm just gonna slow you and move away is good um how did you feel about it I felt really good, um, but I the one thing I have about the, the 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 problem I have with the Devastator is like the animations weren't great. So like the the they gravity leap well, is like, yeah. oh, and then th there was a lot of like glitchiness with the gravity leap too. It's oh, like really? there's certain uh, th yeah. So I I I saw somebody talking about it and I was like I I've played like ten hours of the Devastator. I haven't seen this happen. And then I of course like of course I I see it. I talk <laughs> about it in my head and then I see it happen in in my game. So. There was instances where the gravity leap you'd use it to travel like a decent distance, and then you would just get stuck there in the you know in the the last animation where you're hitting them. So you just get stuck there for like two seconds and take damage, you know. So things that they're working on, like I saw that it, you know they they are addressing those things, but frustrating to say the very least. But just like that one animation, it wasn't very clean, especially coming from playing Mass Effect and having this really super clean animation with the biotic charge is like the virtually the same ability. Um, kind of threw me off for a little bit. That was like the my only gripe about the Devastator. Interesting. I'm gonna. I will have to. I have to go play some more and have a look at that because I. I don't think I noticed it. But yeah, now that you've mentioned, I'll, I'll have a look for it and probably always see it. I time. had one hard lockup where he just like stood there and didn't move after after the animation was done. <laughs> no. 
The only um, ones. What about what the Pyromancer? I fucking loved this class. Like the the amount of the amount of the amount of like it's just self healing this class has yes. alone. I feel like it should have been the tank. Well, I mean, you can kind of build it like a close range tank if you want to, you know. And yeah. I think that's the beauty of this game is like you really do anything. Um, the pyro actually was the one I was least interested in. Oh, really? I was, yeah. I was like, because it's. It, I try to stay away from the things that everybody's going to do. You know, it's like Trickster and Pyromancer were the ones I didn't even want to like touch them this time around. So I did the pyro last. And like you said, I was like, holy crap, that you cannot kill this thing. I, once you get the, the thermal bombs going and the heat waves going, like you can get to a point of just not dying. Like you I had uh, two it, or yeah. three charges on them at, at one point. Just like you throw a thermal bomb, you throw the, the heat wave. By the time the, like you're like, damaging him with a gun for a little bit you have another one again you just throw another one out you throw another one out and just like thermal bomb heat wave thermal bomb heat wave it's just really nice combat flow and you're not dying absolutely unstoppable and everything's dying so it's like oh this is great just this one man army um and you have like that siphon ability that like if you really need to you have like you have like the oh shit button like okay i'm gonna die i'm just gonna take this health from you real quick thank you very much and normally if you're damaging them enough it's enough to kill them as well like i know there's a few higher end enemies it wouldn't it wouldn't work on it still drain them but it wouldn't like kill them outright but yeah you just snag one of those lower life enemies you've got one less person shooting at you you've got health back and you didn't have like and you can do it from cover behind yep. walls so he's like this is this is perfect and then like it had some good range too that like you can take an enemy like and it would pull them out of cover a little bit so it just, like just enough for like their head to peek out to snipe them so like if you if that's the build you're going with with your with your pyro you can just pull them out of cover the, yeah. just a touch yeah and just hit and just hit them it was a lot more fun than i was expecting it to be i thought i thought it would be like okay you know this is just the regular fire class again but no it was I had the fire tank, <laughs> and it was fire fun. Fire tank, I love it. Uh, what about the, the, the Technomancer? The kind of last one there. I hadn't <sighs> haven't looked into this at all. Um, so I that was the this my number two. Like I really wanted to enjoy the Technomancer, and I just don't know if it's going to be the one that I want it to be. Uh, we don't have a lot of like the the decay things and the pestilence things that it offers like later in the skill trees. So early on you see a lot of like the freezing so the melee freezes um one of your ability freezes and then i had like the main you know the third ability that you get is like they call the pain launcher and i got a, a piece of gear that added freezing to that too so i was like just literally freezing things all the time and that was a lot of fun and then you have a grenade that you can kind of throw out and and do all that but i wanted to see the other end of it like i think poison and decay and you know draining abilities like you know damage over time type of the things are, are stuff that i always like gravitate to in other games so i yeah. wanted to see more of that and i'm just sad that i didn't but i i yeah. think i need to see more of it like to really have a good opinion on it but I, I i liked it it's more of like the the it's more of like the high burst damage from a distance class right okay yeah so going by what from what you're saying it sounds like it's going to be one of those classes that's like it's whatever during early game but once you get to that end game it's going to be really key in some compositions um especially if it's if it's doing like range damage over time kind of stuff you, you pair that with um with a trickster in a slow field you can get some interesting things going on and it's the only class that has a group healing ability so like oh, one of its it. one of its abilities like like later down the tree you could just have a group heal so that's also oh, it's gonna lean into that pretty class. critical yeah yep 
Yep. So it's yeah. like the only like true support class. You know, I, I'm sure you could do it with every other class, but um, it actually has like a supportability. Like I got a piece of gear that had when your turret, when your cryo turret um, finished the finished the cool or finished its attack, it would heal anything in a four meter radius. So that was pretty cool too. So like you could put your turret out, do the damage, and then once you know like you're getting close to it going away, you just get near it, it heals you, and then you can kind of move on to the next thing. Oh nice, nice. That's really cool. Um, how how do you feel about the the world the world levels? Um, I thought it was interesting how that was working. I didn't like how segmented it was. So you get to a point where you're kind of going to do some of the side missions and it's literally you're looking at like three different doors and it's closed off, you know, very sectioned off like the doors are. You know, I understand that it's not an open world game, it's a hub and spoke game. But I, I, I feel like those areas were just too too cordoned off and yeah. could have been more open. It, 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 was, it was like you kind you kind of get there and you're like, all right, I'm going to go through this door. And it's a load. And then you go to a loading scene and then you come back to a cut scene. Then you go back to another loading scene and then yep. you're like, all right, now I can play. And it, 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 it felt very disconnecting. Like it was enough time for me to look at something else and go, I have a notoriously short attention span. So if I look yeah. at something up on the <laughs> other screen, I'll forget what I'm doing on the game and I'll be like, I'll be like watching someone else's stream or something. I'll start chatting to them. I'm like, Oh, Oh, it's happened. Like I, I was I playing yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> um, like there was one, one specific instance where like exactly as you say, you get to a bridge, you know, and you got to cross the bridge. You got to jump over. It's like not not very long either. So you you select to go to that point. It goes to the cutscene. Uh, it goes to a loading screen. Then you go into a cutscene where all you do is jump over a bridge, and then it goes back to a loading screen, and then you're in the world. Like that's that's. Uh, I wouldn't say it's egregious, but it's it's unnecessary. It, it really is. I, I was like, I was. I think this is where I, again some of the anthem connection was coming in. I'm like, thank God these are short loading times because otherwise yeah. I would be totally out of this. The first day I had some loading issues, but after that it was it was like butter, like no more than like a two two or three second loading screen. Yeah, it was it was ne it was never long, which was which is probably the only thing keeping me going, which which is nice. Um, did you um get into any of the matchmaking at all? No, I, I, I didn't I tried. And I had one I person join a group, like right. a random person join a group that was already in pro in process. So like, actually, we had three people. One person dropped out. We went into another thing and then uh, a rando just kind of came and joined us. Um, but no, like didn't didn't try the magic. And I and I do know that some of the people on like on Xbox had a big issue with with uh, grouping up. Yeah, because I was um... for whatever reason. Yeah, it's, it's connections of something. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I, I, I try. I thought oh, I'll try out the matchmaking because I, I, I predict for the most part because I play weird hours. I'm playing solo a lot. Um, yes. So I was like, all right, cool. I'll, I'll try out the matchmaking, and I, I couldn't find a match. Um, again, weird hours. It was about midnight. Um, but you know, you, you'd load in. You'd, I, I mean, it's good that you don't have to sit in a load, sit in a screen waiting for the matchmaking. You kind of go, all right, I'll matchmake, and then you can go and play other levels. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of pops up. Oh, here's the option to you if you want to go join another group and team up with people, which I think is fucking brilliant. With that and crossplay, probably some of my favorite features out of kind of a matchmaking system there. Um, but yeah, I, I found one match and it disconnected before I joined. I was like, well, 
And so I, I, I'm really hoping that they, they can improve that because I was, I was really hoping to try and test that out more fully before I even think, thought about kind of looking into buying the game. Yeah, and I, I didn't try crossplay at all. Like I, I had every intention to. I mean, I still can. You know, the demo, the demo's not going away. You know, this is going to run through launch. You know, just in case yeah, anybody demos, demos didn't check it out thing, and wants yeah. to see it afterwards, like which I that's a great thing. I think I think more game companies need to offer Definitely, something like yeah. this, even beyond launch. You know, not just a uh, a demo that they say is a beta, but it's really a demo anyway. Because you know, we're not we're no like no people are testing games anymore. Like that's all stuff they pay third parties for. You know, so like general public isn't really beta testing games anymore. Yeah, I think um, yeah, I think they've they've got a lot of good things going on. There's, there's the, the main state demo, which you can play at any time, um, which all progress from that carries over, which is great. Um, Crossplay, which is, I mean, every game should have that by now. Let's let's be honest. I think especially non-competitive. Yeah, especially especially non-competitive PVE games. I, I think that should be a mainstay and something I generally look for now as well um because it's just it's so much easier than like oh we're all gonna buy this on pc or xbox or playstation yep. or switch i guess uh yeah <laughs> yes but um yeah i, th I think it's got some good things around. and the fact that that demo is staying there i think is really really good so if you want to check it out you can and you're not losing anything for it there's no there's no missing out you can if you are this isn't gelling with me um, it's fine. You just carry on because I think the only thing that you can't like once you get to the that story point just says, "Hey, you want to you want to buy the game," and that's really the only time you see any kind of store as well. Like, there's yeah. no there's no like in-game like monetization fucking cosmetics shop that I've seen. Which is no, kind of like I I don't think there's gonna be anything like that in the game. They they just want it to be like a complete like RPG experience. I think they're really trying to tell the story more more than anything else with this game. Yeah, um, definitely. From some of the things I saw, like with the like the dev streams and stuff like that, like some of the reveals, like they're really more about getting the story across and earning more trust in the industry as a whole. And I don't think I don't even necessarily think that like, that's their point, but it definitely feels like it. Honestly, like you know, they want to put that put out this like complete story that you can play with friends and just have a really good time while playing. Like I just feel like so many so much of it was very good you know like and it was like a little bit of bad or a little bit of okay yeah yeah it was um it it does everything really really well it like everything it sets out to do it does well i mean maybe except matchmaking but again yeah. that probably requires a little further testing and it's early on so they only just had the service up so i'm sure they'll be fixing that shortly but everything like the loot's interesting gameplay is fine it's fun um the ability is really cool the upgrade paths are, are great and yeah. the story, the st I mean, the story didn't blow me away, but it was fairly serviceable. You know, like I'm sure it will get more interesting as as the game goes on because we are only seeing those first. But essentially, what is the tutorial for the game? Um, so yeah. they're obviously not going to delve into massive deep story, but it gives you a good background, a good idea of what's going on. Um, yeah. But I think it's I think it's a, a worthwhile game to check out. I I would definitely agree with that. I think like the one the one gripe that i've heard multiple times was that it didn't feel next gen you know like there wasn't anything that outriders offered that you don't really see in other games i think i think the one thing it really is going to offer up front that a lot of games haven't or don't right now is the crossplay you know yeah and as as insignificant as it feels to like the core aspect of the gameplay 
it's huge in selling units though. You know, it, it, like you said, you don't have to worry about buying another console to play with your friends. Cause you're, you can just play it on whatever you, whatever you own it on. So if I, if I have Xbox or PC and you know, my friend has PlayStation, you can still play it. You, know, you can still play together. And I think that's extremely integral to the industry as a whole moving forward. Um, but I, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. Like a little bit though, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's due. It's not reinventing the wheel. You know, it's, it's just, building on other things that the company's already done really well with the games like gears and like people can fly also did a lot of work on Fortnite, surprisingly enough but you know like oh, really you know, so they? you could I didn't know that. yeah yeah so like early on in the development of Fortnite, they did some some of like the um the, the weapon combat and stuff like that so it's it's in their dna to really make like a well-polished you know g- third person gunplay experience and i and i that i do feel you know i, yeah, I as definitely. much as like the, the guns don't the guns don't feel different too much from like auto rifle to auto rifle but i feel like it feels good at least you know it like whether or not like the gun more guns are going to feel different later guns feel good in general at least yeah the com the combat isn't like, it's not terrible it, it feels good and and solid it's not like i mean i would like to see some different maybe different archetypes within the different kind of um, weapons are like different, different feeling assault rifles, and I know there's like I know there's some full auto shotguns and some regular shotguns. Um, yeah, uh, that they, they still kind of feel a bit same. So I'd like to maybe see a little bit of differentiation, in, like in the sub kind of classes of the weapons. Again, that could come yeah. along with lenders because we are only using for the most part rusty fucking weapons. So there's not like a great <laughs> deal that we're selecting from at the moment. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes with the the larger weapon pool with the full game. Um, yes, but if if the if the guns feel good and they start varying up how each gun kind of works i think i think we could be onto a quite a promising not amazing game but a good little game that you could enjoy and get your money what money's worth out of and have a bit of fun with like it's not an endless grind because it's not a live service i mean you can continue playing as much as you want until i guess you load out the skill trees you've done every character class you know there's that repetitiveness in the gameplay there if you if you want to go for that that um but yeah, I think it. Yeah, it's. I think it's a solid little, a solid little game that, like, like you said, hasn't reinvented the wheel, but just does everything really well. Yeah, yeah. and I, and I don't know, I don't know when we're gonna see something that reinvents the wheel, you know? Because like, I, I feel like anytime that people try to reinvent the wheel, you have you have rough things happen, like you know, with Anthem and with Cyberpunk and stuff like that. Because like, I I, I don't feel like those games did anything that crazy. Like Anthem was a flying, you know. Like I don't think any any game did that better than than Anthem did. No, you know? that was but, fantastic. That was um again a lot of the reason I still put a lot of hours in because the flying, yeah, I mean, the moment to moment gameplay felt really really good and it was fun to play. Yes. Um, and then like Cyberpunk, like everything in Cyberpunk about like the hacking and stuff like that was everything I wanted Watchdogs to be in 2015. You know, like I I, I really thought that that was going to be or I, so earlier than that maybe like I think Watchdogs what 2013 maybe. I don't remember. It was it a long was, time it ago. Two, it was 2000. Yeah, a while ago. It was yeah, 2013. Watchdogs was the first game that like I played, and I was like, all right, I have to return this game because this is not what they designed it to be. Oh wow! So really? I played. Two yeah, and like Watchdogs was like the first game. Though. I was like, you know what? I'm done. Like I, the first one was, but like when you play Cyberpunk, you're like, oh, these are all the things that Watchdogs wanted to do. You know, like yeah, I can yeah. pretty much <laughs> hack this and do everything that I want to do out of this. You know, and like that's where it kind of felt next gen to me, and I and I hope that the full release of outriders just give us a little bit more than like what we're getting right now. And I'm not, I'm not going to be disappointed if we don't, but 
You always cross your fingers and hope you get uh, something oh, yeah, different out of it. That, that that little extra bonus that um that makes it worthwhile. I mean, yeah, again, you still get a you still get a good gameplay experience out of this, I think. But yeah, some extra stuff would be nice. Maybe some some more fun guns to kind of blow shit up with would be amazing. You know, I, I'd yes. love to see a world boss actually at some point. Yeah, just like some you can find roaming. Like I, I, yeah, I but yeah. I don't know how this is gonna work. That, you know, because like. <sighs> It feels it's, empty. Like when you're done, like when you get to like that end point and you have to move on to the next point, like it's empty. And like the only way you can add stuff back is like revert the story, you know? And like, yeah, that just gets redundant. Yeah. Like, I think there was, a, there's a story mission with that giant, giant creature that they said, yes. like, I, 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 I'm, I'm hoping that that comes into play later on during the story because it would be really f cool especially with like given the abilities that we have and that we've seen through the skill trees and stuff i think that'd be really cool to fight some giant fucking monster um that like just torches the earth in seconds i think that that could be some like a really fun not not like a raid maybe like similar to a strike possibly well I mean, that's i think that's what they're like they're looking to put in like they have um they're called expeditions which is basically gonna be New zones, and from what they from what they said, they're not gonna reuse existing content in the game for their end game. So there's 14 new locations that they're gonna be adding after the game is completed, and then as you're higher in tier, you get higher quality gear and more quantity of gear, from what I remember right. correctly. But I, you know, if you are the type of person to just want to have that perfect build, you know, you're gonna be able to do all these different things to do it, and maybe they. Ro rotate them you know you can you know as as you progress another one opens or i, I don't know how they're gonna do that you know they they, they say it's not gonna be a live service but it, it just sounds like it is you know but it, it, i think that's that's a, a big another confusion point too because people say live service they auto automatically associate this game with being the looter shooter which it really isn't it's closer to an rpg i mean it has looter shooter elements sure but i think it's closer to an rpg like a proper rpg yeah, like it, it feels base, more like, like Diablo or 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 Borderlands than it does like Destiny or Division. You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it'll um, good little game. Let's see how it goes. Um, would you like to talk about some deals and freebies this week? Sure. Sure. All right. So this month over on playstation our playstation plus games your freebies for this month we have final fantasy 7 remake i may actually pick up and play because i've never played final fantasy before so i'm waiting for it to come out on pc and i also have never played a final fantasy proper before like i've played final fantasy 14 a little bit yeah you know just to scratch that mmo itch you know but uh final fantasy 7 is revered as one of the greatest games of all time you know not not genre specific you know just the one of the greatest games of all time you know and i think uh what they've done with the game comparatively to like the 97 version to now like it just looks so good looks, and it I, does I look really really good yeah i i am not a big fan of turn-based games outside of pokemon but like this looks really good like i want i just i, I want to have it like so so for people on ps plus to get that for free that's incredible honestly yeah, fantastic. Um, your other freebie this month is a remnant from the ashes. Actually, if if you're um, if you like Outriders or you know you like the demo of Outriders, if you never played uh, Remnant from the Ashes, it is literally, well, not literally, but virtually the same game. There you go. If you've never if played you wanna, it, if you like Remnant Outriders, is actually very good. 
I think I think it was it was on uh, it was on Game Pass for a while too, or it still is on Game Pass. I, I, th- I don't. I think, I, don't re- I think it still might be there. Possibly, there's so much on Game Pass. It's hard to tell what's going on with that anymore. Um, Coming or going, even like yeah, yeah, that's it. It's, um, the turnover on is quite quick, but um, yeah, that was actually a really good showing from PlayStation. No, surprisingly enough, the, yeah, the PlayStation a very, Plus a very games, games. Are, are usually pretty good. Um, I know the Xbox ones have, I've, I've said this before, but the Xbox ones have kind of dropped off because now they're like pushing people to Game Pass. So the, the, the games yes. you get each month aren't great, but you know, no. but yeah, PlayStation's had some fantastic fucking games on offer. Um, it's been really, really good. Uh, their, their PlayStation 5 offer this week is Maquette, which I have no idea what it is. I think it's a first person puzzle game what i remember reading um mm-hmm. but yeah if, if if you don't have a playstation 5 you can go to the playstation 4 or the playstation website and you can download it ready for when or if you get a playstation 5 you'll have it there available ready to go our um deal on playstation this week is division 2 for 3146 i know it's I, not I, the worst I, it's not the i i, I tried I, I played division one a lot um kind of fell off of it and then division two came out well, yeah, i'll try the beta and it felt i mean it felt like the same i know that um they did a lot of work improving the game and it, it was vastly better than what it used to be um but yeah i don't, I don't know I, the fanfare for division two didn't really take off as well i don't think it was a very it was a much more low-key game yeah uh, I actually own I own Division Two on two platforms and I've never I haven't finished it on either of them. Oh, really? uh, wow. At some at some point I think it was like four dollars on the Ubisoft store, so I bought it on PC also oh, and I bought I it on Xbox. Yeah. See, I didn't even buy it so, then. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, um, and I I think just two was better for me because one I had two big issues with one. Uh, I'm from New York, so you know, like being on the streets of new york like it just didn't feel different enough to me like it's like i'm basically like living future real life <laughs> i just yeah <laughs> when i play games i want to like i want to far remove myself from that so like that's kind of what didn't sell for me and it just there was too it was too drab the first one like th- there was a lot of good things that it did just like the the scenery was drab and it, like no matter which area you were in it always felt the same because all of the scenery looked very similar yeah, it's all that, that they did improve in too. Snow. Yeah, to that um that uh, they improved in too. Uh, Vibrant and diverse. Biomes. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. It's really funny that um the thing that was one of the main selling points of Division One is what turned you off it. Yeah, being in New York. <laughs> yeah, terrible. thirty years in New York will do that to you. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I imagine it would. Yeah. Over on Xbox this week, our Game Pass pick of the week is Super Hot Mind Control Delete, which is an expansion of the OG Super Hot. Um, we mean to get to this one. It looks like a, I mean it's Super Hot, which is a fun as hell game. Um, so yeah, as far as I know, it's pretty solid as well. Nothing, just improving on the the original formula, which is always good. And that's on PC also. Oh yeah, it's on the yeah the um the PC app as well, which is which is always good. That's that's crazy. The value of of Game Pass, like, I, when is it to, stopping? To the... That's what I. When does when, when when does this fun ride of Game Pass being so fucking good <laughs> stop? Because I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. It almost it's... did. It almost did. 
That's why they remember they, they, they were like was... they're about to like jack it up to like double the price like a couple months ago. No, and they were was... like, yeah, no, we're not gonna do that now. That was that was gold. That wasn't Game Pass. Oh, it was just gold. So okay, that, that was gold, and people were, like, and then they they reverted it back, and like, yeah. oh, by the way, now because people like, well, I shouldn't have to pay for a service to play free games. So now all the free games that are on Xbox, you don't need gold for anymore. Yeah, which is really cool. Like, why I bother like have it? Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm I'm waiting for them just to get rid of it entirely, and it just becomes Game Pass. Game Pass, as yeah. A, as a service, yeah. Um, yeah. A games with gold this week. Speaking of, we have a Warface Breakout, which I've never played. Um, first person shooter, uh, multiplayer. I think I downloaded focus. Warface and just never like played it beyond like a couple of hours, maybe maybe an hour. Just yeah, wasn't interesting looks, enough. It, it just looks looks a very generic military shooter kind yeah. of vibes to it i mean if you're into that go for it the free is free um our second freebie for xbox this month is a dundara trials of fear edition i've seen this one pop up on epic quite a few times i think i mentioned this last week as well um the platform platform i think is side scrolling i think yeah um i haven't played it though, metroidvania though. yeah kind of that style of game yeah our, um, our third one this week is Metal Slug 3. No idea what this is. It's an older game. Um, don't think uh, Metal Slug it. Metal Slug's a, a shmup. It's a shoot like a shoot 'em up. Oh, so like so a it's like stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean it's like that classic like Neo Geo type game, you know. The old <laughs> Metal Slugs were, were really fun. It's like how many how many of the same game can you make though? Like I'm not, yeah. not trying to knock it, but like it's for you, Assassin's Creed. Can't go wrong. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you can't get Assassin's Creed every month. <laughs> um, over on Deals with Gold this week, we have the Dishonored collection for fifty-seven sixty, which includes Dishonored One, Dishonored Two, and Death of an Outsider. So it is the full set, and it's down from like a hundred and forty bucks. Wow! So definitely worth picking up. Dishonored is a great game. I haven't played. I, th- I haven't played two or death of an insider i played the first one and loved it never got around to the other two but um great fucking Same. games um arcane did a really really good job on those um over on... yeah i think i think Ar- arcane is like s- quietly one of like the greatest you know studios that people don't talk enough about i think a lot of people are sleeping on death loop i think that's gonna be... uh I I'm waiting to like see more of it because it just seems like that you kind of see like the same things. But uh, you could be right. You could you could be right because uh, Arcane have... Ar- Arcane does everything well. Whatever they, they do, do, they do really well. I um I I'm I'm really hoping it's like I mean as much as I I, I don't like roguelikes too much because dying is annoying. Um, yes, <laughs> I would love to see this be like dishonored gameplay mechanics, but a roguelike like a first person kind of deal. I think it would be really, really cool. Um, and I think that's I think that's what they're going for. That's the vibe I'm kind of picking up with some like multiplayer esque like um, Dark Souls aspects going in there. Mm-hmm. But from what I've seen, that's kind of what the picture in my head is for this game so far. And uh, it looks very like the like the art style of it's very cool too. It is. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of like like um like Kill Bill or something like that. It does a little bit actually. Now you mention it, um, I think that's I think that's like the whole thing. It was like like assassins and stuff, and the concept is great. 
Yeah, it'd be interesting. To I, I, I want to see more of it though. When's when's that? Yeah. Out? It's it's what next soon this, soon is it soon soonish finish. <laughs> it's soon, it, soon it, is a relative term after a, a year of lockdown, man. Like, yeah, that's it. All um, the all the games are coming soon because it's still March 2020 in my mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, time has stood still for a year. We're still trying to catch up. <laughs> over on um over on Switch this week we have. Trials of Cold Steel 3, but I forgot to write down the price. I think it was like 30 bucks, roughly. Um, Turn-based anime-style game. Very over the top. If you're into that, it might be worth going. You played it at all? <laughs> no. No, no. Yeah, like, I went to the, I go to my, my normal spot for the Switch deals, and it was just all these anime games I'd never heard of before, and there was nothing else. I'm like... Nintendo, are you okay? Are we are we having a yeah. weeb week? Are we? <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, they don't want to give you all the first parties for uh, for cheap all the time. No, no, they don't. It's it's very rare you get a, a good first party deal on on Switch. Yeah, it's gotta be like a holiday or something, and it's never on the eShop. You gotta get that stuff physical, like go to go to GameStop or EB Games or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, that's it. They're um Nintendo as as much as they are loved. They've got some. They've got some shady shit going on there, man. Just like, I'm glad oh, somebody else besides me can recognize this. <laughs> but you know, we're gonna try. I, I went to buy Breath. I, I hadn't played Breath of the Wild. I was a bit behind, so I went and picked it up. I went to go buy it, and it was still fucking full price. I was like, "This game is three years old. What the fuck are you doing?" Like, it wasn't yeah. even like twenty bucks cheaper. Like, no, nah, you're paying full price. So I went down and, and got it like for like I don't know for like twenty bucks at like EB or something secondhand. I'm like, "Yeah, fuck you, Nintendo." <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping my money. Yeah, like I I got the Switch just for like Pokemon and a couple of the the exclusives, and then my kid wanted a Switch, so we both have the Switch. So now it's like I can't even get games digitally anymore. I have to get everything physical. So in in, in like the case that both of us want to play it. Yeah, the only I think the only thing a good thing about Switch is the indie market is really cool. Like you can find some yes. really really good games on there. Um, and it's the portability of, a, of it too. Like obviously, yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. But it's become quite the little indie machines. Nintendo are, are really great with indie developers as well, um, which is good. Speaking of um, indie developers, I think maybe um, over on the Epic Store this week we have Sunless Sea. Um, the, the, I love the tagline from this game. It's "Lose your mind, eat your crew, die." That's that's the tagline for this game. Um, it's a gothic horror RPG with a focus on exploration. And storytelling in a boat. and death in a boat. Yeah, you just sail around blowing shit up and dying. It looked interesting though. I really like the um the aesthetic of it though. Like that gothic horror vibe is always always very always very nice to look at. And th does light have something to like something to do with it? I was looking at it earlier. Um like I saw it today because like like because you said something about, about that, I looked at all the games. Um like I saw the ship sailing and stuff like that. And does light have something? Because like I always find it games like that like interesting. It. It's like Alan Alan Wake was like a big one with light, and it was a, like a lot of fun to manipulate the game to to accommodate that. You know, like basically like in Alan Wake, you had to like shine it on the on the the shadows and stuff to to weaken yeah, them. Yeah, like light became like your torch essentially became your weapon. I thought that was what that's what I loved about Alan Wake as well. It was so different it wasn't like because back then i was like playing a lot of shooters and then i yep. tried this one out and i was like oh this is really cool where you know you're using 
the environment around you as your protection and as a weapon. And I fucking love that. I've been playing Control recently as well, which is now tying in with that. And oh boy, that's a that's a yep. fun game too. And you know, on your on your theme of uh, Game Pass and everything like that, like I'm surprised that game went to Game Pass, and that's like a crazy value. Yeah, definitely on my list of things to play this year. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm I'm almost done. I think I'm about three quarters of the way through at the moment. I'm just I'm fucking loving it. it's it's I, I love weird shit and it has like all the weird shit. Like there's like a rubber duck that does stuff that the rubber duck shouldn't do, and you have to fight a fridge at some point. I haven't done it yet, but there's a fridge that you have to fight, and I'm like, okay, sure. I'm in. I mean, <laughs> weird shit. All aboard. Let's fucking go. Um, that is all we got. This week, ladies and gentlemen, Lupo, thank you so much for for coming along and being the knowledgeable voice of of, of RPGs and looters today. Um, you've you've helped looters, me yeah. out greatly. <laughs> the the, um, the massive fan of uh, games as games as service, as I, I just love to torture myself. Apparently, yeah, yeah, it's 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 fun. But in all seriousness, whole... in all seriousness, thanks for having me on. No, so it's 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 been a great time. So for for the people listening and who are definitely gonna go and follow you. Because I'm telling the two right now. Where can we where can we find you on the internet? Uh Twitch and Twitter at Lupo to the Rescue. That is where. Look at that. Easy and short. I fucking love it. Yeah, no, no extra, no extra things here. I, I try no extra things. As, as you as you as you try to like evolve into like your your next stage of content creation, which for me is like almost sunsetting at this point. Um, try to reduce the amount of platforms uh, I'm visible at because I just don't have the time to maintain them. Yeah, but um, I feel that. I'm, 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 I don't know why I'm doing it to myself, but I've got the, the podcast <laughs> and my streaming full time work. For, I don't know what I'm doing to myself. I'm gonna I'm gonna cark it eventually. Um, <laughs> speaking of the podcast. If you'd like to keep in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at left underscore pod. We also now have an Instagram, which you can follow us on, which is at two left thumbs podcast, because I don't like consistency and Twitter has short names, which I don't like either. Uh, you can also find the video version of this podcast up on YouTube a few days after the audio release. So if you want to see Lupo's beautiful face and ignore mine, go and do that. Um, give us a like subscribe and as always if you're listening on the audio versions great review tell a friend tell your mom i mean we've told your mom several times but one more time she will she'll listen to us eventually i've been deaf puppies you guys have been awesome thank you so much for listening and we will talk at you next week bye